Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1200. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Taking Stock. Kathleen Hayes along with Pam Fox broadcasting live from Smith and Molensky Restaurant here in Boston. In this half hour, two of Boston's finest investment minds are joining us. We're kicking off with Mike Allison from Eaton Vance Management. We are going to learn about how to grow some income in a world where bond yields are lower negative and even dividend funds are looking a little bit harder to pick and pick well, Pim. Yes, indeed. Uh, for example, today, Rio Tinto pro- pro- posting its uh, worst uh, profit since uh, 2004. It also cut the dividend nearly 60%. Let's go to Charlie Pellet in the Bloomberg Newsroom for a Bloomberg Business Flash. And uh, thank you, Pim. Thank you, Kathleen. Rio shares up four tenths of one percent as Pim and uh, Kathleen will be talking about the 143 year old mining giant has cut costs reined in spending and sold underperforming assets in a bid to weather the commodities crisis sparked by China's slowing growth and a glut of raw materials Rio is led by CEO Jean-Sebastien Jacques and he spoke this morning with Bloomberg television Australia is very simple it's about two elements one is about the quality of the portfolio what we call tier one assets you know large low-cost with lots of optionalities in terms of growth, and it's about performance. We are very clear we want to deliver compelling returns for our shareholders in the short, medium, and long term. Crude oil trading higher up 4.2%, up $1.64. West Texas Intermediate now at 41.15. A barrel Brent up 3.4%. ADP says companies added workers to American payrolls at a steady pace from the prior month, showing the labor market was holding up in spite of broader growth numbers that indicate a slowing in the economy. ADP said private payrolls climbed by 179,000 last month. We will have the jobs report 8.30 a.m. Wall Street time. Complete coverage heading into coming out of that jobs number. S&P up 3 to 21.60, a gain there of two-tenths of 1%. The Dow up 18, a gain of one-tenth of 1%. NASDAQ up 17, a gain of three-tenths of 1%. Gold down $8 the ounce to 13.60, a drop there of six-tenths of 1%. It is 3.32 on Wall Street now. Let's take a look at some of the other stories making news. Thank you, Charlie. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Jill Schneider. This news update is brought to you by Blue Jeans Enterprise Video Cloud. See faces, emotions, energy. See the people. Your team's video from any device. Start a free 30-day trial at bluejeans.com and click the radio mic. Blue Jeans. Work smarter. Connect better. The Obama administration is reacting to the arrest of a veteran police officer in Washington, D.C. 36-year-old Nicholas Young of Fairfax was arrested at D.C. police headquarters this morning. He's accused of trying to send codes for mobile messaging cards to foreign fighters. White House Press Secretary Josh Earnest says officials are mindful of the risk posed by homegrown extremists. We know that part of the strategy that is used by extremist groups around the world, including ISIL, uh, is to use social media to try to recruit followers in countries around the world. Uh, we know that that certainly is true here in the United States as well. Young had been on the police force for 12 years. Florida Senator and former GOP presidential candidate Marco Rubio is calling on Congress and President Obama to do more to fight Zika. I believe it won't be long before other jurisdictions, other states, and other communities in the state and in this country will face the same situation. And so I hope that this is a wake-up call to my colleagues, and I reiterate my call for Congress to act quickly. 
Outgoing NYPD Commissioner Bill Bratton and his replacement, James O'Neill, joined Mayor Bill de Blasio at the annual National Night Out event Tuesday to announce the expansion of the Neighborhood Coordination Officers Program. It's designed to put cops in specific communities to identify and respond to problems and make officers a bigger part of the areas they serve. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Jill Schneider, and this is Bloomberg. Charlie? And we thank you. And again, recapping the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ, all advancing 26 minutes to go ahead of the close on a Wednesday. S&P 500 index up three, a gain of two-tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. Kathleen Hayes, along with Pim Fox, very special show today, broadcasting live in Boston from Smith and Malinsky Restaurant. Mike Allison joins us now. He's Vice President, Equity Portfolio Manager at Eaton Vance Management. In fact, he is the manager on the Eaton Vance Global Income Dividend Builder Fund. He's here to tell us how we can pick some good dividend funds, some good dividend-paying stocks at a time when they've gotten more expensive relative to the broader market, but still looking pretty good when you look at trying to build income through any kind of bond these days. Mike, welcome back to the show. Oh, thanks. Thanks for having me. It's well, my pleasure. It, so glad you could join us on this beautiful day in this beautiful a, setting. It is a beautiful day here in, in Boston. I think the last time you were here, uh, you guys were up in um, our offices on the uh, on the roof deck and broadcast from from there at uh, International Place. Well, it was a beautiful day then, yeah. too. So you're, you're good luck, Mike Allison. <laughs> but, uh, so what about how you're, you're viewing the markets? I mean, is it tougher to be an income builder through dividends these days? Well, I think, um, well, number one, in terms of just sort of the market backdrop, we've been fairly surprised at how uh, steadily the wall of worry has been climbed. You know, there's a lot to worry about. Chinese situation, Brexit, election uncertainty, economic uncertainty, Fed policy, all those sorts of things. And yet the market has just continued to, you know, to march upward um, in relatively sanguine fashion. You know, the VIX is low. A lot of the other indicators are low. So what's going on in terms of the behavior of the market is it doesn't really match some of the angst that's out there, not only in the um, across the economy, but even amongst professional money managers who have lots of cash uh, still to worry about how to put to work. And so that is a is a challenge. Um, the, you know, sort of focusing on, on dividends, we, we think of, of dividends is an income for equities. It's really just a portion of total return, you know? And and so to the extent that you're invested in quality companies that have strong franchises and strong balance sheets and can sustain dividends, um, even if the yield is lower than some of the ones where there may be dividend risk, as you mentioned earlier, Pim, um, you know, I think being able to grow dividends and sustain them is really what makes for a good stock. So it's a combination of income as well as capital appreciation which make up the total return. All right. Just to put it into some context here, taking a look at the dividend yield of the S&P 500 right now, 2.1%. The 10-year trades at 1.53%. You factor in inflation. Let's just add in food and energy just for kicks. Let's pretend people, there is some yeah, right, inflation. Let's, right. And, and, you know, 2%, you're basically a negative rate of return. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, in, it, in in real terms. In real terms, that's uh, some would so some would argue that. Okay, and that's uh, and that's that's kind of I think feeds the the uh, perception that that particularly in the U.S. Uh, stocks are really expensive, but yet relative to other asset classes, 
Um, this is almost this, this kind of an acronym that we talk about, Tina. There is no alternative. Uh, <laughs> equities are the only place to be. And so I think in the search for yield and income replacement versus other asset classes, I think that's why you've seen several of the highest yielding sectors in the um, uh, in the market become very expensive, you know, utilities and, and um, uh, consumer staples, for example. Well, well, where I was going with this was that the idea that people should – not necessarily just look at the dividend yield because just as I was mentioning Rio Tinto mm-hmm. earlier, you go and you look for a big fat yield and you think, gee, how can they pay this yield? This can't, this is too good to be true. Chances are it probably is too good to be true. Well, I think that that goes to, you know, we mentioned before cash flow generation, fundamental, uh, uh, franchise strength, balance sheet strength. Um, one of the things that, that, that we've done because we, we focus a lot on, on, uh, equity income investing, dividend income, uh, is we took a look at the S&P 500 and ranked the S&P 500 by, uh, by dividend yield and put those into quintiles. And you'd be surprised, uh, you may be surprised to know that it's actually the second quintile of dividend yield, not the highest yielders, but the second quintile that actually outperforms all the other quintiles. And so that's sort of a reflection of maybe attractively valued companies uh, with, with modest but strong uh, dividends and strong franchises, and they actually outperform with lower uh, with lower volatility, so higher risk adjusted returns in that strata of the market versus going and chasing the highest yields because they may not be secure. Sounds very attractive. I want to uh, point out something that our uh, Bloomberg Intelligence team uh, that looks at dividends, their glo- latest global dashboard talks about 1990 stars like IBM and Cisco leading a certain. The in fact, it's the first trust Nasdaq technology dividend index fund to a Record high. How do you feel about those kinds of companies when it comes to dividends? Are that are that are they the first quintile or the highest one you should avoid, or are they somewhere in the middle and looking a little bit more attractive? I would say I would say that some of the more mature technology companies are a really good place to be because they do have very strong cash flow characteristics and good strong balance sheets, and relatively strong uh, franchises versus other parts of the uh, more cyclical uh, parts of the economy. And so that is that is an area where we have uh, um, a lot of interest in terms of being able to uh, to focus on on that. All right, I want to thank you very much for coming by and spending time with us, uh, Michael Allison. He is the vice president and equity portfolio manager for Eaton Advance Management, based here in Boston, of course, home to Bloomberg uh, 1200. Thanks very Thanks much. Thanks very much for having me. Appreciate it. my pleasure. Have we are care. broadcasting from Smith and Walensky's at Atlantic Wharf. At Boston Harbor, this is Taking Stock. I'm Pim Fox, my co-host Kathleen Hayes, and this is Bloomberg. The mood of the investing public, not from economists or analysts' perspectives, but from someone in the trenches. John Spooner, investment advisor and author, coming up in our special Boston show on Taking Stock.